This is Family Electric Ghost. And we're going to talk about all the ways to cross the line to mode and expansive sound. What you're hearing right now is the Teenage Engineering OPZ and our uh, Family Electric Ghost theme song. So we're going to bring it down a little bit. So, Family Electric Ghost, we're all about hardware recording. And we use synths like the OPZ from Teenage Engineering, uh, the Moog um, Mother 32, which we bought when it, right when it came out, as, as well as the Moog um, DFAM, which is their drum machine. And we acquired the Grandmother, which is a great uh, kind of history lesson in, uh, in, in the, the ways of Moog, because it's got the CP3 mixer. <clears throat> if anybody doesn't know what that is, it's an old modular mixer that when you push it all the way to the right, it distorts the oscillator sounds and creates a really awesome growl. <clears throat> it's got the classic ladder filter. It's got a real spring reverb. And it's got a modulation oscillator, well, modulation um, section that actually becomes a, a third oscillator. And it is just a modulation powerhouse. I have it linked up to all my modular gear. And um, like I was talking to Dan's Loud Music from Chicago yesterday, and they, they have a Moog as well. That Moog, you can get lost in the Moog. Uh, and it's a good thing, because then you, you'll find that you don't need to get clips from Splice or Fruity Loops. Your Moog or, uh, can and generate all the sound that you need. Um, and it, it kind of forces you to get out of using your DAW. Um, because if you use a Moog, Moogs will inspire you every time you turn them on, every time you repatch them. You come up with your own sound. And if you're if you're working as you know the sync licensing, and you're working with all these um, you know different ways to put your music, there are all kinds of new rules. On you know companies basically, if you send them a song, you've got like an unlicensed sample or beat they take no responsibility and you're going to get hit with the full effect of the law. And so if you're a dollar's producer and you're using a remote drum, drum machine, you didn't steal anybody's beat. That's your beat. And nobody can say that you stole it. Um, and so same thing, you know, if you're using an Arturia beat step pro against a JDXI, which is what we do, all of our beats are created that way. We only steal our own beats. We recycle a lot of our own beats from 2016 projects that we had when we first got the machine and then we just kind of change what drum set we have on them and maybe change the rhythm or change a little bit about it <clears throat> but it's like we're kind of mining our own resources so lately we've been taking advantage of the fact that soundcloud now has a relationship with dolby and they you can master your songs on soundcloud in the same way you do it on landar and it's kind of like one-stop shop because uh, you can upload your song, master it, and then do SoundCloud repost, actually distribute it to all the streaming services, and you get a good accounting every month of what your earnings are, which I think is a lot better than what you get from other places, which sometimes you don't get a good accounting of what your actual earnings are for a long time. Um, and so we, we've been using um, this service. You can kind of see in, these, in this episode that we're kind of enamored with their Aurora mastering um, tool that we used. We also, yeah, most of the songs here were done with the, the Aurora 
setting and we have one song with the thunder which kind of boosts up the bass. So these sessions, we we kind of were diving into a lot of capabilities of our of our electronic um, uh, instruments. But one of the first songs we're going to get into is um, all the ways to cross the line. And there's a famous Prince bootleg called Cross the Line. And it's not exactly that. We're not trying to take that love sexy outtake. But we're inspired by this idea of Josephine, you know, kind of pushing it in terms of her lifestyle of being this dominatrix, you know, lead singer of this band of ghosts. And she pushes her sexuality uh, into an extreme effect. And and she pushes her, uh, you know, drink. And in, in the country, she talks about drinking the whole glass of wine. Oh, not the glass, but the whole bottle. Which would really have no effect on her because she's kind of like a supernatural being. It, it really wouldn't affect her the same way it affects a human. But it's just a kind of a, uh, just an analogy to, uh, you know, taking taking risks, risks in life. And she takes risks in terms of, you know, she, she ended up becoming a ghost because she took a pretty big risk. And uh, we had a song about that, and the, we challenged some of our fans to find out the song in our catalog that we put out this year from Bentley Records, or last year from Bentley Records, that explained what, how, how Josephine came to be. There is actually a song, and our songs, if you listen to them, they tell her story from the, back in 2016 off Something Wicked, which is still out there on Amazon CD. It kind of tells her. Since then, we've uh, elaborated on who Josephine Electric is. We also challenge anybody to tell us who, what, what is Josephine Electric's last name and who's her sister? You know, send that to a voice memo through Anchor FM and let us know if you know the ghost that well. And let us know that. And then also another challenge is what was our collaboration album in 2017? Who did we do an album with? Again, answer that and we'll send you some direct um, demos to your email through Google Drive. If you send your email address, we'll send you some demos that we have not released yet. So yeah, and you can have them for yourself. Uh, and if you try to use them for any other purpose than listening, then we'll, we'll find you and we'll get you. <laughs> uh, but um, so we're going to play a little bit of all the ways to cross the line. So If it would play, we're having a little power average here. Let's try it again. Well, that's great when it doesn't play. We're running off a, a different power source, so it didn't want to do it. Let's see if we can play to work up town. Oh, it looks like trying to play the song. There we go. No, I guess not. Well, you got a little bit, but but the, across the line is fully a mode DFAM beat that we, what we did in this particular song, which was really interesting, is we hooked up the run stop, which we don't always use, but we hooked it up so we have a connection through MIDI to our Juno GI. And one cool thing we found a long time ago is like if you take the MIDI um, of, of the Mother 32 and you connect it to the the Juno, we have a Juno GI, we can get keyboard control over the Mother 32. 
but we can set it so we have local control. And so we maintain, like if I go into a, a piano pad patch, I can have my piano patch and I can also have the Mother 32 patch happening at the same time. And then if I put the run stop on, I can set it up so um, certain notes will trigger based on where they are on the keyboard that the Mother 32 um, sequencer and certain and then certain notes, you know, I'll be able to turn it on and turn it off. And um, and so in this song, it's, it's, it, it, we're using the, the kind of run stop to turn the, the DFAM on and off. And we're also controlling the Mother 32 simultaneously with a piano pad. And so that creates the whole effect of the song. Um, and we have, I think, in this mix, there's an Arturia Mabel 2S um, sequence that's also occurring. There's a System 1M sequence that's occurring. <clears throat> and so it's got some interesting modulation and it's, it's a pretty cool song um, in terms of, of using the run stop as an example. Um, so the Work Up Town is an interesting song where we play with Josephine's voice. I believe this time we were using a VT4. We go between the VT4 and VT3 vocal transformers to create Josephine's voice. The difference between a VT3 and a VT4, VT4 has the ability to do harmony. Um, so we can kind of make Josephine sound like a choir of Josephines or doubling. Uh, also, the VT4 has is able to do polyphonic um, vocal transformation, where the VT3 is pretty much monophonic. The one thing that we like about the VT3 is because of its monophonic nature, it does sound a little different. It doesn't it has a different tone to it, and it has the famous rolling scatter, which we use a lot. We use the scatter capability a lot in our um, um, overall construction of a lot of songs. And um, yeah, we just had some scammer trying to tell us they had a package from us, but they're in like a totally different zone, so it doesn't make sense. Um, Watch out for the scammers. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So we we originally created Josephine's voice, which we've talked about before, using the Roland JDXI. And we, for years, we didn't have vocals. We just did soundscapes on SoundCloud. And when we did that, we only had like 2,000 people listening to us. As soon as we read about the JDXI and found out there was going to be a voice order, and it actually came with a microphone. And in our first years of um excuse me of working with the ghost we used that microphone then we moved to a uh, sennheimer if i said it wrong sorry and now we're with a studio electronics microphone and we run it through our mx1 performance mixer then run it into our zoom r24 again we forgot we're a dollars recorder so we go right into a from my mx1 to a um Zoom R24, which does 24-bit audio, 48 megahertz. We want to move it up to a Zoom L20 just because if you do the L20 and it record to the SD card, you can get 96 megahertz. And that gives you really good mastering capability. So before we even bring it into something like SoundCloud Mastering, we'd have that to boost it to the level that we need it to be at. So with that, with that we would be very excited to get that capability. The cool thing about the L20 also is if you do a live gig, it records every input channel onto a separate track. 
And the way we like to record, it would really be helpful um, to have that. Because we, we, we do kind of sequential recording with the R, um, R24. In a lot of cases, we'll have multiple things going into just one track. So we'll have like a DFAM running into one track and mixed already on an MX1 performance mixer. We'll have our, our Cherry other stuff coming in. We'll have our, um, our System 1M coming in, the Moog's coming in. Now, the Eurorack is interesting. We already have a Pittsburgh modular 4x2 mixer, which allows us to take all the modular gear up to four VCAs and mix the levels on those. So those are already mixed. And then that comes into, we have the grandmother on a different channel going into the MX-1. We have the Eurorack going into a different channel. But the Eurorack has a Mother 32 and a DFAM, but we're able to change the levels of those with the Pittsburgh Modular um, mixer. And then once we get into the MX-1, we have the Juno on a, on a line that we can control the level. We've got the, the JDXI is on a line controlling the level. The Mother 32 is on a line and the, the, um, the, the grandmother is on a line. So it allows us to change those levels dynamically coming into it, but they're not on separate tracks. And if we decided to take the MX-1 out of the loop, and went directly into an L20, we could have all these things recording simultaneously to tracks and then go play with the mix after the fact. And um, But we, then we kind of lose the ability to do the real-time mixing we like to do with the MX-1. So we were looking for a kind of a, a wiring solution that would allow us to still get the, the one thing about the MX-1 that we think Roland should do they should make it so you can have individual outputs of the channels that you bring in. That would make the, the, the device a lot thicker. You know, if you made it um, ha have it have more height to it and then allow you to do output channels. Right now, you can only do a left and right output. You can't individually send the outputs out unless you use the USB. Maybe if we took the USB, which we've never used, and brought it into a DAW, maybe we'd be able to get every channel through the DAW. So we'll have to look into that and find out um, if we can actually do it that way. <clears throat> so we're going to be researching that. But again, the workup town is interesting. We have the, the, the uh, VT4 vocal transformer versus the VT3. Now, Down Pellow Scenes was a really interesting track. Um, and we've got, uh, we talked about it before. But this is the separate track that we talked about that was mastered. This one's mastered on um, SoundCloud, so it's got increased sound quality. So it's basically one of the things we do is we'll take we took that live performance from Instagram. It's a fully live performance. We took the last like nine minutes and fifty three seconds of it. You know, brought it into. Um, I think we initially did a beautiful audio, and then we used a couple of tools. We used a tool that turned the the video into audio. We're able to boost up to 96 megahertz using that tool. And then we're able to bring it into uh, beautiful audio. Uh, and then we brought it into the SoundCloud mastering. We used the Aurora mastering again. And um, the other song that we did is a, is a total kind of rocker called MAGA Vigilante. And it's kind of like our 2016 style of recording would be to go 
and use the JDXI drum machine, which has many, many drum sets inside of it, and use that to actually um, uh, create a drum track that you can't really do on the JDXI. The JDXI, you're limited to like four parts, for, for, for like well, four bars of a drum pad. <clears throat> if you take it and extend it with the, the BeatStep Pro, then suddenly you have chain patterns. Each pattern can have 16 steps, and you can have up to like uh, 16 patterns with 16 steps because you're very capable um, chain. And you can just take, like for example, if you had a pattern, pattern one, and then you have a pattern four, you can do like one, one, four, one, four. And then if you have pattern two, two, four, one, one, you know, so you can, you can keep on flipping it around. The cool thing also is in real time, you can keep on shifting that. So if you're playing live, you can have a project that already has those team patterns set up, or you can start to mix them live. And actually, if you've written them in the right way, you can make them so they're kind of, uh, that, that, that the um, timing's okay, and it's not gonna, gonna mess you up. And the cool thing also, you can just do a pattern that has nothing in it, which gives you a break which I didn't realize until a while when I had to beat stuff that you can do that. Um, so you can create breaks. You could also even call up another project and shift it. And it, it, it's so fast. There's no real bad problem with the load time, which is sometimes if you have these like NPCs and other types of uh, grid tools, loading another project is a big problem because it doesn't load fast enough. But on the BeatStep Pro, it loads up real fast. So if you're, you're performing, I, I think the BeatStep Pro is one of the best performing tools. Uh, and, and this song was pretty much got a live feel, the whole idea of recording live. It was pretty much a live session, kind of bouncing around uh, the drum patterns on the BeatStep Pro. But also we had patterns coming from our System 1M um, uh, that we're using. And the JDXI, we could bring in a JDXI sound. So we are able to bring in the MX. Um, the System 1M, a JDXI drum, and a JDXI um, sound, like a digital sound. We can bring in like a bass line or something like that. <clears throat> so we can have a bass line and a drum line and, and uh, you know, like a pad or something going all at once. Gives us a lot of sound capability coming out of it. Just that one linkage between the um, BeatStep Pro and the JDXI. And so when people look at, you know, people really like the JDXI, but I would say you could do the same thing with the Jupiter X. And it has five instead of four parts. So if I was ever going to replace my JDXI I, with the Jupiter X, the one cool thing was I would have full models of like Jupiters and Junos. I might lose the analog nature of the JDXI because it does have analog. <coughs> but uh, yeah, I would get my RD piano which would be kind of cool to have that. <clears throat> so again, what we did is we, we kind of did a guitar jam with the, the Juno GI, which has the ability to really good guitar because the cool thing about the Roland Juno GI is it's got all these built-in boss effects. And the boss effects allow you to create realistic guitars also with the idea of the supernatural sound. Uh, the, the, the modulation wheel on the Juno GI for any instrument that's being modeled through the kind of supernatural modeling, 
when you use the modulation wheel on a good electric guitar, it'll do feedback. It'll do really good pitch bending, really in, very realistic sounding guitar. And we've used it for years to, to kind of punk out and heavy metal out in our songs. And MAGA Vigilante is what it is. It's, it's basically a discussion of what happened in Wisconsin. You know, you had this young punk, uh, white supremacist, went out and decided to be a vigilante and um, take the law in his own hands and take people's lives and wound people. And how, you know, the MAGA people out there think that it's okay to do that. But if you're, you know, just jogging while black or sleeping while black or, you know, just uh, existing while black, the cops think you're a threat, even, you know, if your back is turned to them. Uh, and so this idea is MAGA vigilante has got this, you know, this this pri white privilege to think that you are going to defend your, your, your nationalist tendencies with a weapon and that makes you some kind of hero. You know, it makes you the villain. And this that's what this song about is, is pretty much uh, our interpretation uh, of that event. And we do political electronic music and we're not shying away from it. And that's one of our political electronic songs. Again, if you like what we're doing and you want to be a guest on the show, send us a direct message to our Instagram. And that's expansive underscore sound underscore experiments. That's expansive underscore sound underscore experiments direct message <clears throat> and we do these um podcasts for free if you want to be on our video program we do charge 25 dollars to be on the video podcast and um the other thing we, we would like you to do is if you like what we're doing please support us as a subscriber on our anchor fm podcast you can subscribe for 99 cents or 4.99 or 9.99 a month also if you like us and you want to have a more substantial uh, thing, go out to iTunes and download uh, Family Like a Ghost, the flower, that, uh, not, <laughs> the flower Underground, which is our latest album. And uh, support us on our new album coming out from PR Records label. Uh, it's going to be called Family Like a Ghost, the EP. Comes out on September 18th. And it's on a professional record label by Sweden, PR Records uh, label. And they are told us they were going to do a video for one of the songs on the album. It's a three-song EP. It's got the song Disconnected Youth. We've got a write-up on that on this episode so you can see see what the interpretation was. We were name-checked to Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails. Pretty hate machine, so that's pretty cool. Again, uh, you can also support us with PayPal, with one-time donation, and that would be appreciated. So thank you for listening to Family Like a Ghost and be safe out there. Practice social distancing. Love each other. Love one another. Do not hurt each other. Um, keep the guns at home. Thank you. Sometimes I can't help but cross the line. I know that you're double fine. I know that you're not alright because you're not mine. Sometimes I know that I cross the line. Sometimes I know your lips so fine Especially when you drink that whole bottle of wine Sometimes I know that you look alright Maybe because you're not a man Sometimes that we fuss and fight And we know it's not alright Sometimes I know that I 